0: Red State DVD and Blu-ray pre-orders are available now at coopersdell.com. Get exclusive bundle packages featuring posters, soundtracks, t-shirts, signed scripts, wardrobe used in the film, and a chance to be a guest on air with Kevin Smith via Skype. Pre-order Red State DVD and Blu-ray exclusive bundles now at coopersdell.com smirch alert smirch alert motherfucker smirch alert go to smodcast.com slash to get your official jay and silent bob iphone 4 cases from casemate choose from three different snoogarific designs we got soft ones and hard ones hey i'm talking about the cases bitch all emblazoned with your favorite smodco icons jay and silent bob snag your iphone 4 case for 39.99 and protect the precious smodcast.com slash smerchandise yo canada jay and silent bob are gonna be royally mounting you december 7th in vancouver december 8th edmonton december 9th calgary december 10th saskatoon and December 11th, Winnipeg. Their comedic maple syrup's gonna be gushing all over your timbits. How's that for a visual, eh? Jay and Silent Bob get old live in the Great White North. Linky links to tickets at smodcast.com/slash get old in Canada. Hey, Eldborg, Iceland. On November 11th, Kevin Smith will be inside you. Kev is bringing his famous Q&A to Eldborg Main Hall, talking movies, comics, sex, taking a shit, whatever you want to ask about. Hilarity will ensue. Kevin Smith, live at the Eldborg Main Hall in Eldborg, Iceland, on November 11th. Links to tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Yo, Philly, guess who's coming to the city of brotherly love? Hollywood motherfucking Babylon, bitch. Come get your celebrity news, rumors, and Liam Neeson's cock jokes at the World Cafe Live with Kevin and Ralph on Monday, October 17th. Top that steak sandwich with cheese whiz, showbiz, and comedy jizz. Mmm, tasty. Catch Hollywood Babylon at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on October 17th. Tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Kevin Smith is bringing his big bucket of wind Q&A show deep in the heart of Texas. September 27th at the Paramount Theater in Austin. Even better, they're going to be filming all you motherfuckers for a special presentation on Epics. Whether you want to know about clerks, red state, hit somebody, or eating his wife's ass, don't miss Kevin Smith at the Paramount Theater in Austin on September 27th. Tickets on sale now at austintheater.org. Hey, Baston, Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like damn apples? Yee. Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, Yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, Biach. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com, scroll down, and click on Smirchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are gonna snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live at the Count Basie Theatre on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Day. Get your tickets at countbasietheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live at the Count Basie Theatre, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric ton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just four ninety nine dollars a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir, ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast where Smodcast goes say for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live in New York. October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. With clever
1: meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right?
0: This is Matt
1: Head with Will Wilkins
2: and Fred Lumpfaker.
1: That's right, everybody. It's another Sunday night on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. My name is Will.
2: My name is Fred.
1: Throw on your green lantern rings and get down with us. That's what we're asking for. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what we're here to do. We were almost gonna be broadcasting over a Verizon Wireless 4G MiFi device, <laughs> but luckily, a swift kick in the ass of the AT&T UVerse modem got us yep. up and going. Boy, oh boy, I was a uh, let's just say I was puckering, folks.
2: You'd think after you know what, sixty years of slamming the television on the side, that there would be a more I don't know a more f- finessing way to fix any, any sort of technology, but there's not. When it all comes down to it, you just smack it in the side and it's gonna work.
1: Yeah, I know. I <laughs> would think, uh, my, actually my favorite part is that, uh, with this, it, it isn't so much, you know, hitting it, smacking it, but it's, it's having to resort to, because we have AT&T verse which means that they are, uh, AT&T is obligated if we have phone service to mm-hmm. ensure that we have phone service for as long as possible. So in the event of a power outage,
3: uh, oh, okay. we actually
1: have a backup battery that they provide so oh, so wow. that way the phones will theoretically stay operational during the power outage okay um so I have to actually unplug from that thing in order to get the re uh, router to hard boot. If
2: you will, oh okay, get
1: it into a cold boot
2: status. So, uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, so when, so when you call, instead of them just saying, Did you, "Now unplug it from the wall," it's unplug it from the wall. Uh huh. Now the backup battery. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now unplug it from the modem. Now mm-hmm. take two steps
1: forward, two steps back, <laughs> two steps forward. Take oh. your pants off. Yeah, and I tell oh,
2: you, is that not part protocol? No, yeah. never mind. So that's mind. the only
1: rough thing. Uh you know, uh, since we are a podcast show about podcasting apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never mind that we like to talk tech and gadgets and TV and all that fun stuff. No, we're in the category of podcasting. So Yep. So here's a little bit of advice. If you're ever going to be doing a situation where you are having your live internet stream relayed onto another live internet stream, it's handy to have internet when you do that. Just
2: so you know. It's it's somewhat necessary, not not absolutely necessary, but somewhat necessary.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah, just right. a, a tad, a, a bit, a, just a tiny wee bit. So anyway, we are here though. We are here. Man, I tell you, I had a manly day today, Trent.
2: Oh yeah. Actually, wait. Let's get yeah, were, some. Were, wait. Let's. Were like, you out? Were, were you out beating the peach tree?
1: No, I was not out beating the peach tree. <laughs> All right, that's not until next season, next spring. That's when we'll be knocking the little things out there, beating the peach tree. <laughs> That'll be next year,
3: <laughs>
1: router Ninja says, Trent, show us on the bear where the bad tech touched you <laughs>
3: uh
1: no actually i I installed the garbage disposal today, oh, good for you, yes, went for the uh oh, I can't remember the name of it, but you know naturally it's it's the fine folks that make the insincorator line. Uh, but I did not go for a badger. Oh no, we went no. for the, uh, the next step up and the model number is the essential. So now wow. I've got an entire horsepower of grinding might underneath my seek. So you, so
2: you could, you could put like an arm down there. Just saying, you know, if you had an arm you needed to get rid of. I don't Didn't know. you want anyone to find out about it, you could shove it down there. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, um, I hope I never have to find out. The reason there's two reasons why I say an arm. One, uh, I I'm just started Breaking Bad, and uh, they've been uh, they, had get, they, had to, they had to get rid of a couple Latino men. Um, and Dexter is coming on tonight, so yeah. I've, I've got dismemberment on the mind. Yeah, that's all. Not to jump into TV talk right off the bat. I'm just saying. I'm just glad
1: there's a logical reason why you're stepping into the dismemberment realm.
2: Right, oh yeah, because otherwise it would never cross my mind, ever. No, Mm-mm.
1: I would hope nope. not. Not nope. living in a small college town in Utah. Shh. you have a basement, too? Shh. Okay. Shh. Alright, that's what I thought. <laughs> By the way, if you want to ever call in live uh, when you're not listening to us as a podcast, you can at 925-289-1355. That's
2: 925... Oh no, wait, it's buy one elk. Buy one elk. And you know what? Even call in when you're listening to the podcast and leave a message, right? Can they do that? Yes, they they can. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I mean, and and we would like that. So that way, you know, if we ever need to take a piss, we can just say, and now it's time for the NetHeads voicemail. And then we play a couple clips. Absolutely. Which would be nice because, you know, it's usually by the 80 minute mark, we're tap dancing here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no other way to put it. Hey, Trent. Yes. Uh, I, I noticed a little something the other day. Uh-oh. Uh, cause you know, well, I, I don't know if you're familiar with was this. Was it a lump? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, in, in the world of uh, touchpad devices, okay? Oh,
3: uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: you've got, you know, the iPad, which is the leader. And, right? and one thing that came into fashion was, uh, rooting the nook color. Mm-hmm. If yep. you're familiar with this, the nook is the, uh, that is the reader that, um, is used in order to uh, what does it do? It reads books.
2: Yeah, it's 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 an electronic reader. Yeah.
1: Who Indeed. now? Who? But wait a minute. Who sold the Nook? Was that that that's Barnes Borders? And... Borders. Okay, so you know that option is kind of closing down. I'm sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're not doing so well but,
1: right now. But the Nook color was. I mean, uh, the biggest thing that would have made it an even more popular device would have been if they just flat out turned it into a reader
2: or into right, a into yeah. a
1: into a legitimate touchpad device exactly yep but, but they did do that you know they uh people were rooting it so they could use it like an ipad well now did you read about amazon stepping into that realm they're taking the kindle
3: oh really the kindle
1: fire huh i'm sorry if you couldn't understand that it was kindle fire
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we like
1: it yeah the, the kindle fire so they're 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 stepping in so they're uh, they're taking it uh, they're taking it, they're going from the simple Kindle reader which by the way right. great ebook reader.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people I mean for for those at least on an airplane man, that's what you see the most of I think. Still more so than than iPad, well maybe not iPads, but maybe for older audiences as well.
1: Well, here's the thing about this. The uh the Kindle Fire, it, it's only at $199.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, which means they're probably doing what, you know, all the, I believe all the smart people do, which is they they lose on the hardware to make up the costs on other places. Okay. It costs yeah. under two hundred bucks. It's got a seven inch L C D screen. At, uh, so it's
2: it's still the smaller size though. Yeah. Seven inch. But it's okay. got the
1: dual core processor. Oh. Yeah, see? So I, I don't know what powers it though, and I'm not gonna get into it.
2: But, but, you know,
1: Um, that that means, okay, so it's a little bit smaller, but, you know, as long as you got Wi-Fi, you can do something with it.
2: Well, and it's backed by Amazon, man. Yeah. Well, because, you know,
1: eventually what's going to happen, and the the people at Amazon have hinted at this, eventually they're going to get to the point where they're giving away Kindles themselves. You know, because you notice the price point on the Kindle just keeps coming down. Right. Because I'm sure there are some, uh, bean counters, some accountants, some, some number guys, if you will, <laughs> that look at these things and they say, you know, the average Kindle owner spends 10 times, theoretically, the amount okay. of the reader. Which means I'm sure with the profit margin on digital books, you know, giving away a, there's going to be a certain point where giving away a Kindle they sure. know is a, is a it an investment in the same way that cell phone people eat the cost right. of the hardware because over the lifespan of the phone, they're going to be making that money back. Right. Right. So I'm sure that's yeah. the way it's going to go. Naturally, I'm sure. But with this thing coming in at 199 eventually maybe it could fall into that business plan
2: as well. Well, it would make a lot of sense. and And I think if you do look at it kind of like just cell phones in general, the way they do the whole thing you know wouldn't it make more sense to just buy a service for you know a month for how many books i can read in a month you know what i mean and and i got the the reader for free yeah i think i don't know it as as a as a cost recovery service it almost makes more sense than actually selling it per product
1: yeah well you know and and amazon is going to that's the reason why i'm sure they can sell this thing for 199 bucks they're like right. we're going to exactly. we're going to make up the money on the books and and you know amazon does a lot more than books now Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you know, I'm sure they'll have movies, TV shows, the whole bit, man. Yeah,
3: Especially,
1: I haven't, like I said, I haven't read people. the specs. I should actually. You can't buy people. <laughs> I haven't looked at the specs, but you know, if this thing could also tap into the
2: Amazon On Demand library,
3: for oh, example, yeah. think
2: about that now. Suddenly, oh yeah, boy, that's true. Yeah, if if you're a Prime member, man, and you're and you've got. Man, pretty much everything, everything that we have to buy say through, you know, iTunes or anything through z- the the Xbox Zone, you've got for free right there. Yeah. I wasn't well, thinking the other day. I'm I'm
1: kind of upset at myself. As you know, Trent you know. I don't know uh, if everyone else does. By the way, that's uh 925 by 1 Elk if you want to call. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to take part in the program, we always say throw the hashtag and Netheads on there. Uh <laughs> somebody even suggested throwing a episode number specific hashtag of like Netheads 15.
2: Yeah, but, I mean if you want to. I think I'm guessing netheads will come in regardless. Um, I have no search idea. For search stuff. I don't know. I don't know how searches work. I don't know either. I don't think anyone knows how they work.
1: I don't. Hey, I, I tell you, <laughs> I I can't discuss what I was doing, but I had a special project to do earlier today. Okay. And, and I found out something very interesting. It is kind of hard to go back in time and read the tweets of of days past. Uh huh. I I was uh looking for tweets from a specific date range, and I felt like oh, Jessica of F- your own. Or? Yeah, no, no. But I felt like a Jessica Fletcher like investigation going on, <laughs> having to having to put the pieces together. Because I was literally I was finding what I needed, but I was like sometimes finding it through people's uh favorite lists and that kind of thing. It's amazing because you know well, I- the internet, uh, as was eloquently written in the social network, you know the. The internet is written in ink, but apparently right. sometimes finding those pieces of paper is a real bitch.
3: <laughs> well, I,
2: I think it's, it's, a li- it's more helpful, though, and you can get to it quick more quickly when you have the theme music to Murder, She Wrote in the background, though.
1: There you go. You know? So anyway, I, I don't know how I quickly switch topics like that. It must be the cocaine. <laughs> I was, uh, who was I talking about before I suddenly jumped onto that whole Twitter thing?
2: Oh, my favorite Uh, book
1: is Stephen King's The Stand. Oh, yeah. And I, for some reason that's beyond me, on my iPad, you know, I've got both the, there's the iBooks, the native app, and then there's the Kindle app. And the Kindle app is great because you can synchronize your book across all your devices. Right. Uh, That's the other benefit of the Kindle. And I don't know the extent of the, of the Apple iPads, iBooks feature. You know, does this mean I can read it on my computer through? I don't know these things. I don't need to learn them right now. No. I, I'm very quickly giving up all credit as a nethead. <laughs> but the other day I bought. And I wasn't thinking, and that's why I'm mad because I don't know about this device synchronization thing, but I bought the stand through iBooks, which was great though, because I had a a buffer of gift certificate money in my iTunes account, so it's like I got the book for free oh, sure, because right. I keep buying uh paperback copies of the stand, and within two years, I've destroyed them right because it's it's the you know the revised unabridged is as a book it's as it's as thick as a phone book, it's, it's but it's the size man. of a paperback. So right, yeah. There's no binding in the world made to actually hold that together.
2: But at the same time though, and and studies have still shown that people read more quickly, they get through the book faster when they're reading it on paper than still in any electronic form. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know if that's if that's just because you actually make time to sit down rather than here and there. I don't know, but they they can get through a book a lot faster when it's in their hand as paper.
1: I agree. It's not the same experience for me. Just page, tap, page, tap, page, tap. And you know, plus there's that awkward, I can, I can sneak a book in my pocket into the bathroom at work. Okay. Not so easy with an iPad. Wow. I mean, where am I going to, where am I going to put that thing? Yeah. You know, I don't have pockets that big. (laughs) So gotta be inventive. (laughs) Uh, router ninja once again says, "Uh, what's going to kill the fire will be all the kids buying them for one ninety nine and rooting them, cutting Amazon out of the equation." Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. if If they can do that, the same way that happened with the Nook, because the Nook was running off of uh, Android, mm-hmm. so that would be the one way that they have to take that out of the equation if it's not powered by Android. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, Amykin suggests, you know, uh, netheads. She wrote, "You know, there you go." Yeah. that's the music. That would be and nice. Matt, Matt head, had Shiro just, you know, type it on the, the, the little, typewriter. The little little clickety-clack thing. That And then she the, moved to an Apple IIe, which, I mean, only makes sense. But, you know, you lose credit at that point. Because, <laughs> you know, it's
1: there's something nowadays. If you go in and there's a guy with an old Selectra, and he's like,
2: that's a, <laughs> the only way I can write. <laughs> His hands are just covered in ink. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: what was it what was it that blew my mind? It was uh, Stephen King's "The Dark Half." Is that the name of the story? Yeah. There's the, yeah. Uh huh. And the that's the, the author one. in that in that um, story, you know, had to write everything by hand. So right. he would be writing on notepads, the books, and then later it had to be transcribed, which leads me to believe like Stephen King may do that too, and I'm, that just blows my mind.
2: No, it, but but I don't know if he – well, he may have, but I know in his, his late – well, his book on writing, which is about, you know, writing, uh he actually talks about sitting down at the computer now every day. His, yeah. His, uh, his MacBook, so. Anyway. I'm not
1: surprised, though, because I can get thoughts out of my head so much faster because – Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something. If you are – uh, Listening to this podcast and and wondering, you know, if you're 18 or, or younger, listening to this podcast, wondering why you're listening to this 40-year-old guy, <laughs> it's because I'm about to give you some really good advice right now. Some pearls here. Espe- especially if you're in, in high school. One of the best things I did for my career in life as a freshman looking to fill the void of electives was to take typing. Oh, yeah. And now it was a difficult class to get through in first period because I was tired, and the sea of keys clacking it just <laughs> becomes the ultimate lull, lulling and, and sleep-inducing white noise. But, right. but you know, I now type greater than seventy words per minute. Yeah. So you know, it's a very valuable thing if you can get a hang of it, especially in this digital day and age. Well, and Lord I know knows if... you don't want to be one of those those two finger hunting peckers. Wait, what? Uh, the did you just say Hunt and pecker? Uh,
2: Hunting pecker. That's cause... my poor name.
1: Hunting pecker. How you doing? <laughs>
2: that's that's always what I call myself when I'm out duck hunting. Hunting pecker.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, Router Ninja is on fire. I almost feel bad. I'm not reading more of Venator two thousands or Calbans, but I. He says I think if I was taking an iPad into a bathroom at work, the last thing my coworkers would accuse me of was reading. <laughs> 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 Point well taken.
2: <laughs> well, it depends on if you're in the if you're in a public stall or not. Uh. <laughs> but yeah,
1: there's some advice for you kids typing. I don't. What are we even talking about? This whole internet thing. Just you notice it takes very little to unhinge me. I just, I just get unhinged. Like I had, I had topics that I wanted to talk about, and I just, I don't know, man. I, I just can't seem to get myself together.
2: <laughs> Which, is well, you know what? That's what happens when the internet's go down.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know what I mean?
3: You can't. Uh-oh. Make-
1: What's that noise? Oh my gosh, it's the TARDIS. The, the TARDIS. It can only mean one thing. Uh, it's, it's who time, isn't it? It's who time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear something you will not have to endure for at least another four months. No, wait. Two months.
2: <laughs> oh, two months?
1: For the Christmas special. Oh. It's time for some who talk. Who? Doctor Who. That's right. We may take up an entire hour with this crap. I don't know. Don't do that to them, Will. Don't do we it. We might. I can't help it. This. uh I, I'm really disappointed. We had a genius idea. Earlier I gave, and you've heard this on past shows too, I gave okay. Trent a Doctor Who primer. Yes. I'm like, if you want to... If you want to show your commitment to the show, and you want to power through some Doctor Who, mm-hmm. so that we can talk edumacated about it and stuff, <laughs> uh, I gave him a full list of episodes and everything else, right? Yes. Yes. And and I realized I made a big mistake, and was that this morning, or was it last night?
2: No, it was, it was uh, this, well, I mean, like, like midday, like 11. Oh, PM. today? Yeah. Yeah, I made that
1: decision a little too late. <laughs> but I realized no, what we really should do for the show, because I—I one of the things I advised you of when I gave you the primer off air, because I gave uh-huh. you a, 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 a better list other than the one I've given you on the air. And I said, here's what you do: make sure you DVR BBC America, so that way you know you would have these last few episodes just in there and ready. Uh huh. But you didn't do that. No, we didn't do that. We? Who's we? You and Sherman?
2: The, the royal we, you know, man.
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, because I thought it would have been brilliant. The idea I had apparently way too late in the game was, yeah. Trent, I tell you what, watch the last episode of the series today. Mm-hmm. And that way we can just talk about that so you'd right. have the fans perspective and then like the never seen perspective. Right. Cause you know, with the primer I gave you, you would have been starting way, way back in season one of the reimagined Doctor Who, so it'd be like comparing apples and oranges. Exactly. But you didn't have it on there, did you?
2: No. Well, no, sure didn't. Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Uh, so huh, I guess that's
2: <laughs> it for I guess that's it for two uh, who talk today. Yeah,
1: Mike, Mike, Mike Bjorg says no thanks on the hour of Doctor Who. I'm with Trent on this subject. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little disappointing that you didn't, but it's OK.
2: But hey, here's the deal, though. I did start on the primer. Oh, very good. So we so got some I, time. I've, yeah. I've only got the the uh, last episode of season one left for season one. Yep.
1: Really? Yeah. So let's see. Now in the primer, I told you to watch the very first episode, which I think is titled Rose.
2: Yeah. So it's it's the introduction to Rose. The next one we jumped to was the introduction of Jack. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then the and then the, the the last two where they're out on the space station outside of Earth. Now the important
1: part uh, that I, I I made you watch those two ones it wasn't really to introduce Jack Harkness so much as the fact that that was written by Stephen Moffat. But damn, he's dreamy. I mean, seriously, though. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, my God. He's 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 fantastic. Next thing you know, Trent's going to be, it's time for Torchwood Talk. Yay! I want to talk about my dreamy Captain Jack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that was the reason why I wanted you to watch The Empty Child and whatever the name of the second parter is. You'll notice I'm not so strong with the name of the second parter's. It's because the mic's in, in front of your face. Yeah, so, and now you're on to the to the first part of the two-parter that caps off series one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, really, the only reason why I included was because, uh, you know, it sets up the Doctor's first, um uh, what is that term? Regeneration. <laughs> right?
2: I don't know, dude. I haven't seen him regenerate. Not yet, but that's when Tenet take, like, comes in. So, Doesn't that take like fifteen minutes if if you're coaxed?
1: Yeah. So so what's the deal, man?
2: Um, do, do you, so what would you want like my initial thoughts of of Doctor Who? I don't know. What Can I handle them? I yeah, I think so. It, it just 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 some objective ideas I've had. Okay. One, I don't think that that this uh that the series could ever survive on American television. Okay. Um, and then uh, a couple of questions for you, Will. Now, why uh, do you, now,
1: now, the interesting thing that I have to bring up is the point yes. that on, and, and this is comparative, you know, right, this is right. obviously, uh, something that it's all in a matter of perspective, but, uh, for Doctor Who on BBC America, it is their highest rated show. Right. Yes. Which plays here in the
2: States. Right. Which is like the skinniest kid at Fat Camp.
1: Okay. If that's what, the way you want to believe it.
2: <laughs> no, but here's, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying though. Okay. Cause I, I just think about the genre and the, and the types of things and American audiences, they want realism in it, in everything from, from storylines to their special effects.
1: Yeah. Because the popularity of the next generation shows that.
2: Well, okay. Mm, Firefly.
1: A bad example.
2: Why? That's a perfect example. I
1: completely disagree. Why? I just do.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing though. Okay, so uh, the the story the stories that I saw at least absolutely fantastic. Um a little campy at spots and is that intentional? Like are are there things that they're playing back to in, in the campiness of the original series in the 60s that I'm just missing out on? Probably. Okay. I would yeah. think so. Okay. Um for example, the the robot things that are about to invade earth, the Daleks. Wow, they look dumb. <laughs> wow, and their voices, I just I I like I didn't know if I should laugh or or cuz up until that point everything's like, you know, really cool and they've got this this uh sentient being that's 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 been bred just to control the television and everything and then you've got like these uh candy machines that are gonna take over the world,
1: the biggest problem with the Daleks is the fact that they still have a plunger arm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like
1: I mean, come on is is this a case the place they're invading the sewage is backed up I mean, just get in there I mean, come on of uh, anything they really need to update that, but yeah, okay, and but you know for for an entire generation of people, those Daleks terrify people even though. I think more people than not uh would agree that uh, they think the cybermen are uh probably a better vi- uh enemy villain thingamajig.
2: I don't think I've met them yet. No,
1: you haven't. And that's okay. okay. You're not okay. you're not exactly missing much. But yeah, but... there's a certain level of camp because the thing you have to remember with this this nutty series right is that prior to this incarnation uh-huh. Like, a lot of it was low-budget, low-low-budget right, exactly. special right. effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I-, I wasn't kidding when I said if you watched an episode of, you know, Far Out Space Nuts from the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about comparable budgets. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Next question.
2: Um. So, so yeah, that was just kind of my question, like, because also you and I, when we uh first talked about Falling Skies, right – one of our critiques was you know the special effects are are good for television yeah i th- and from what i've seen in this first series or this first season um S- falling sky special effects were better than doctor who's uh huh so that's that's just another thing. I, I didn't know if, like, how why is it that Doctor Who can, can have such a following? Is it because they rely so heavily just on the storytelling itself and not the special effects? Yeah, probably a bit more. Okay. Yeah,
1: because also, you know, in that first series, the special effects, actually, you know, I got to tell you, the visual effects for me were kind of campy and not campy, but they weren't exactly like heavy duty until the oh. fifth and sixth series. That's when okay. they really kicked in. Okay, In my so, opinion, the, this the 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 Matt Smith, Stephen Moffat era has had a much more cinematic feel to it,
2: and they've probably got more funding now too. I'm guessing. Oh
1: yeah, once once it starts doing well overseas and it's like popular here, you know, right. you've got licensing, you've got toys, you got a bunch of stuff, so they're able to throw more money at it. Yeah, that's okay. just my See, opinion, though. I could be wrong.
2: Well, and that's and that's what I'm saying. like these are all these are all I've watched you know a handful of the first season. So this is just some some questions I've had going into it, but it makes sense that it would it would kind of evolve as it went along.
1: Well von Cleef also wants to point out the Daleks were the first real enemy of the doctor, so they had to be creative with the budget,
2: okay, okay. The
1: Daleks. <laughs> 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 oh, and uh, Jim from Soundbite Nation, who's going to be following us right after this is off live on Sir, uh, says said the same thing. What the hell? Th- uh, what the hell? This is the big bad boss. He has a plunger and a whisk on him.
3: <laughs> yeah, but That's the but the thing but and yeah. the thing you
1: don't know about that is that the thing inside of those there are these hideous squid-like creatures that are like controlling the mech. That what you see there, obviously, the robotic outside is what they control.
3: Okay.
1: And you know, and the whole reason why they're a big bad because they just want to annihilate all life. Sure. Other than Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Dalek. It just doesn't help.
2: Uh, the more but, but, you
1: say, the more trouble I get in.
2: Uh, anyway, yeah, no, it was. I mean, from what I've from what I've seen, it was entertaining. It was it was easy to watch. Um but yeah it is kind of campy some of the jokes that they they banter with back and forth like with the doctor goes dancing some of that stuff and you know but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Will I continue watching? Yes, I will. Really? So
1: it was oh, enough yeah. it was enough to get you going.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was a little uh bugged when I had other things come up and I couldn't finish off uh at least the first season.
1: I'm really bummed you weren't able to uh to watch The Wedding of River Song, because having seen the episode now, I would have loved to have known what you thought about it with barely any knowledge. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: Well, and it it would have been cool, too, I think, to maybe get me amped up for for what was coming as far as, oh, it does get better, just like Dan Savage says.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that. First of all, I just got to po- the only thing I'm going to say on the finale for right now is okay. that uh, it's very funny that it, in watching the finale, it gets down to the final moments and my big stupid concern from the Impossible Astronaut is like, well, if the doctor's getting killed, where's the TARDIS? Right. Yeah, and you you've been genuinely concerned about this. It actually plays. It plays in the show. It it's legit okay. it's even answered. It's part of the answer. Okay. You just have to look very carefully. What I will tell you, everybody, is after you hear the words, look into my eye. After that happens, you'll see where the TARDIS is and, and you'll see why it plays. Okay. So that got me. And I, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about the season finale. I'll say that too. I will <laughs> say that. It, it was, okay. it was good, but just like I had feared it, it
2: felt a little rushed. But but you're okay. I mean, you're copacetic. You, you'll, you'll be okay for the next, till, till the Christmas episode.
1: Well, I don't know. I think after the way this season happened, I think I may be, maybe I might be finally coming off my Doctor Who buzz. Really? Yeah. Well, because you have to know that, like, I powered through the first four seasons. Uh-huh. Or the first three seasons and then the year of specials, whatever you want to call it. OK, I powered through that right before, like in two months before uh, the fifth season slash series started because I'm like, OK, because it was a, it was one of those things. It's like, well, there's going to be a brand new doctor. And I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to watch this, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I've heard such good things and the people seem to love this David Tennant guy. But now it's right. a perfect opportunity to kind of get into this because it's a new beginning. Right. A who beginning. If you will.
2: The the Nubians. Yeah. So
1: I figured it would be a perfect time to get into it. But then suddenly I'm like, you know what? I can't watch this without knowing what the hell goes on. (laughs) So then I just I literally powered through it. I mean, we're talking about hours and hours of wasted life just getting through it all.
2: Have you you any desire to go back and watch
1: the old stuff? Uh, I tried. I did go back and watch some of the Tom Baker stuff. Uh Which, you know, was entertaining. But... You know, yeah,
2: but when you put your voice up like that, it makes it kind of sound like it's not.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I got a <laughs> little, I got a, I, I got to say, I got a little distracted by the visual effects.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. We're spoiled. We really are, though. Yeah, we are. We're we're really spoiled. Well, really. I mean, especially when you talk
1: about a world where Terra Nova exists.
2: Wh- did you watch the? the... <laughs> I haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, I did. I watched the. Se- God, we can talk about nothing on this show.
2: Hey, I've got some comic stuff, I swear.
1: You know, the comic world holds so little, little <laughs> for me. Oh, Von Cleef also felt a little cheated about the ending. Yeah, I know, right, dude? Because it seemed like there was all this buildup, and still there are questions that aren't answered. When you go through the fifth season of Doctor Who, yeah, we'll come back to Chernova in a second. <laughs> when, you, when you go through the fifth series of Doctor Who, the big thing that happens, there's this entire arc that happens over the series, the season, fifth season. Okay, Okay, and so it's a unifying element, much in the same way this one did. Both of them had very large, full series arcs. Elements pop up here and there through the season. Um, and in the end, this big event happens. And at uh, after it does and everything's resolved and we're ready to, oh, fire up the TARDIS and go take on the universe again. You know, there's a big hanging question of why did this one thing happen? Okay. And after we got through this entire season, which kind of followed up on that arc, it's like, well, we, one of the phrases you hear is silence will fall. And so we find out more about what that means this entire past season that just happened. Okay. But we still don't know why that one thing happened in the in last season. And, of course, they open up a door to an entirely new thing. Which which may or may not play out over next season because one of the things that has been said by the show creator, Stephen Moffat, or the showrunner, not show creator, what am I talking about? But showrunner Stephen Moffat has said next year they're going to actually step away from the series arc approach and they're going to have more of just like, you know, monster issue of the week kind of episodes. Kind of a more of a next gen feel. If you will.
2: Um, which I would be, which I love. I love that. I miss, I miss being able to sit down and just watch one episode at a time. But I also understand that, you know, for most movies minus, or most shows minus, uh, TNG, which is its own phenomena, that's not going to carry, uh, into season to season to season. But yeah. just so you know, Will, when you go back and listen to this, um, listen to it from my perspective <laughs> because, Everything's dealt with in such indefinite cause you don't want to give it away for, for me. Yeah. And they've got this one thing that's going to come up, but they haven't resolved this other thing. And then, and then this new thing comes up and we don't even know what's happening.
1: Well, okay. Fine. Let me put no, it this don't,
2: way. No, 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 it. Yeah. I see, just, when you go, when you go back, it's, it's awesome because I still have no clue what's going
1: on. Well, yeah, that's the point because I have, because look, if we had had this discussion last week where you had watched nothing, Right. All right. Then I would then I would say, hey, you know, he's never going to get to it. I mean, he's right. just now watching Breaking Bad, which, by the way, we just glossed over. Wow. Yeah. Because right now you're in the thick of it. You're in season one of Breaking oh. Bad. Yeah. Right. And and it just it starts and it does not let up. It doesn't. The no, first uh-uh. two seasons of Breaking Bad, which ironically were the least watched, really, are two of the most powerful.
2: Man, yeah.
1: Because of the, uh, of the whole thing of, you know, this is just an ordinary guy getting into extremes. Yeah. I mean, he went from zero to 60 like that. Yep. You know, and we're talking about Walter White, who, by the way, the, uh, if you're watching the current season, the, the shit may be hitting the fan for right now, even as we're talking. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can't say anything about it because Trent's getting caught up, but.
2: Ah, so much to do.
1: Yeah, I know. It's one of those things you wish you had a TARDIS because that way you could. <laughs> well, hold on a second. It's Sunday at it's, eight p.m. Let's hop in the TARDIS, roll back some time. It's a, it's all full circle, isn't it? Will we'll watch? We'll, we'll go back. We'll watch more. Why not? Time. I've got a time machine. You can go on board the TARDIS, go back in time, watch all the television you want. Come out four years older, and it's tomorrow. <laughs> But yeah, you're in the thick of it. But I did see Terra Nova. You haven't seen it. Not yet. No. Interesting, compelling pilot. Uh, it's kind of like Jurassic Park meets Lost. Okay. Don't know how it's going to keep going from week to week. Cause we see a lot of these shows. Uh, we where do. It's, yeah. I've got a great concept
3: mm-hmm. and
1: that they, they pitched on that concept and they, and they sold them on that concept. And it's like, right. well, how are you going to sustain it? One of them was Chuck. my biggest problem I had with Chuck, I'm like, Chuck, interesting show, great concept, but how are you going, like, if this guy's got information in his head, how do you keep it going? How do you, how does the information right. stay fresh? Which they addressed in the second season, you know, gave him a set of goggles and suddenly he's updated. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Right. Well, my biggest thing with, with, uh, Terranova, and uh, again, this is just. Pure speculation from watching the, the the previews and the trailers yeah, um Stephen Lang has he been typecast as the same character he played in uh Avatar <laughs> because
1: I, I, he I, I don't want say I don't want to say he has <laughs> possibly
2: because I'm just like, wait a second i've I've seen that exact same character before,
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much I mean that's that's the biggest problem. They should have done something. Well, they gave him a beard. That was their big change. All oh, right. Yeah, oh, it's I not. Mean, this isn't the same guy. See, he's got a beard. It's like that next. It's like that Star Trek thing. You throw him, a, <laughs> throw a goatee on him. That's the bad version. Ooh. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, that's. Right. Pardon part
1: me. Uh, you know, if you want to be specific, that's actually a Van Dyke. I got a big qualm with that. It's not a goatee. It's a Van Dyke, which is the mustache.
2: <laughs> right. That joined separate, to. The
1: yes. goatee. Okay. <laughs> Let's be specific. Shaggy on Scooby-Doo, goatee. <laughs> Evil Spock, Van Dyke. Okay. By the way, Von Cleef, or was it Venator, It was Venator 2000, who said, Who needs a TARDIS when you have a swanky Green Lantern ring?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Fengar uh-huh. says, Having watched almost all the Doctor Who episodes, still in existence, my favorite Doctor is Tennant. My favorite companion is Rory. Yes, that's actually... That's very good. I like that kinda. I do. Uh, I, I have a new appreciation of the Tenon era. But you know, I got to tell you, uh, Matt Smith, I think is my doctor. But let's move on. Yeah, I think that that guy is really kind of. I, I it's too soon. Is is I think that's the best way to put it. It's too soon. You know, after having seen him in Avatar.
2: Oh, to, to be able,
1: yeah, right. It's just a little too soon to see him well, in, in a, another, yeah, I just, because really that's what sold Terra Nova. you it's like, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's, we're putting him on Pandora, but it's Earth's past and no, yeah, watch. exactly.
2: Wait, we'll, Earth's we'll even, past. Wait, wait a second. So is that like, that start Galactica with Caprica n- before they, what? I don't, huh?
1: no, ah! that's why you can't cross your own timeline. What? It's confusing. <laughs> don't cross
2: the streams.
1: It's confusing. But yeah, Terra Nova looks good. It looks interesting, but you know, I don't know how it will play out.
2: How are the special effects, though, in the first one? Cause that's what I, honestly, I mean, for that type of show, you want really good special effects, though.
1: Here's the important thing. I, uh, my mind never was distracted by them.
2: Okay. Perfect. As long as you're never taken out of the, out of the episode to think, ah, that looks kind of chintzy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good. good. I can deal with that. Yeah. Did, did, did uh, and, and this is just for my own edification. Did you watch, uh, Playboy Club? I
1: still haven't watched it yet, no.
2: Okay. Okay, because you know, I, what I don't, I, I don't get it here in Utah.
1: One, somebody, uh, somebody tweeted about that, about Playboy Club. Uh, Playboy Club does for women what Mad Men does for women. So. <laughs> haven't seen it yet, but that, that plays out really okay. well.
3: Okay. All right. We'll I see.
1: I, I tried to watch the second episode of Whitney.
3: Oh,
2: and? How how far did you get you know that? That's well did what we you did you notice
1: see. the descriptor I said?
2: Well I, I think that I think that would be a good uh test of strength. Uh we just time ourselves and see if if, you know, to to what commercial break we can make it to through Whitney.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What minute mark did you make it to? Oh. <laughs> Will's the real man this week. He made it to eighteen minutes.
2: <laughs> so, so it's it's still bad then,
1: huh? Uh I don't know. I don't know if it was the episode or just my wireless internet looking out for me. (laughs) I don't know which. I got to a certain point and then I like, ah, I'm going to read. I'm going to read. I'm getting a bad (laughs) connection. I'll just read.
2: (laughs) I'm going to pick up this book. That's like the
1: antithesis of television drew me in. That's what tells you about it.
2: Uh, You know, this mingled copy of the stand hasn't been uh, thumbed yet. Let's, uh, Let's pick it up.
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> Calvin says, I thought it was Entourage, not Mad Men in that tweet. Well, <laughs> same thing. I I, yeah. I, I think somebody <laughs> said the exact same thing, but they also said it for Entourage, so
2: Um So uh Fat Man two One Two Four is uh asking a little bit about the DC uh reboot. You mind if I uh
1: Oh yeah, because we got the whole fifty two thing going on and it's expanding. Yeah. So, yeah. First, so first came yeah. out was what, Detective and now Dark Knight Dark
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, de- so D- Detective and Action came out um same time. Action is going to be, I'm guessing, completely independent from everything else that's going on mm-hmm. in, in the DCU, which isn't, you know, unheard of. So this is this is the one where you've got – Action is where you've got Rebel Superman in jeans, work boots, and a T-shirt. Ugh. And that's the one that I just will not be picking up again. Uh, Detective was great. Absolutely loved it. Um uh, Swamp Thing, again, really cool. Snyder's doing some cool stuff with that. But this is, this is what's really interesting. And this, this is why companies do reboots, whether it be, um, you know, uh, comic books, whether it be video games, whatever. Okay. So the Justice League, uh, just came out. Mm-hmm. The first, uh, like the first few days, it sold over 200,000 copies. Wow. Okay. That's compared to the, uh, 46,000 copies it was selling before the reboot. Huh. So sure, I mean, granted, this is this is a shot in the arm. Is this going to fix the problem that DC's had? I don't know. Probably not. But but when no, the numbers speak got,
1: like that, you've got artificial numbers being jacked up because exactly. it's new number one issues. Exactly. Exactly. You want to fix the problem? Lower the cost by a dollar a comic book.
2: Yep. And and but they are working hard to keep things at two ninety nine. Um. Which you know, Marvel doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, $2.99 is not bad. I did drop sixty dollars this week on comics. Growth, Holy whatever.
1: crap, man! <laughs> that's serious money for you. It's an addiction. Oh, that's something. Well, but you know, like new number ones, I gotta
2: get them. Yeah, I like. I, yeah, that's just it. I gotta. I'm a sucker. I'm I'm falling into it right there. Um, and then also, uh, he. Uh, Fatman two one two four had asked if they're we're going to tie into the flashpoint. Flashpoint was kind of the means they used to reboot everything. So far, I haven't heard anything that it will, and I doubt that it will, just because there's so many different um, authors that are writing their own storylines now for all these you know new team ups, these new characters that I don't know if there's any type of uh, you know coherent oversight mm-hmm. the thing. Um, which, to be honest, Marvel has always done a little bit better at with, with their massive tie ins than, uh, than DC has.
1: Although so. they did pretty good with the, uh, Darkest Night.
2: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I think, and
1: in yes. a way. Well, I mean, at least if you're talking about, okay, here's the Darkest Night title and here is the Green Lantern titles. Right. And everything that stretched out into the other ones just was like, <laughs> I don't, what's going on here? Right. I don't know.
2: Right. So I yeah, I don't know. They've they've been really fun though. I've really enjoyed and, and I've said it, you know, I'm always singing her praises, but uh Batgirl is really good and uh Gail Simone is just so awesome. Um yeah, she's it's Batgirl's been awesome, which I never thought in a million years I would ever say.
3: Mm hmm. Uh, that's it.
2: Okay.
1: Very good. Uh, has Spider Island played
2: out yet on Marvel?
1: Has that gone uh, all no, the way, it's still, or is it's, it still going?
2: It's, it's still going, yep. And, and I believe that will tie up uh, December. Yeah. So you've got three, four more issues. So.
1: And the great thing about that is it, both you and I have speculated, not on air but off, that this mm-hmm. entire thing is happening just so Spider-Man can get his Spider-Man sense back. Yep, exactly. His Spider-Sense, not his Spider-Man yeah, sense. I can, I can sense impending Spider-Man. No, that's not it. <laughs> Spider-Sense.
2: But yeah, Spider Man lost his, uh, his Spidey sense. And it's, it's been so, like, blatantly obvious if you're reading the book too that, like, oh, I'm so ill affected without my Spidey sense. Whatever will I do? Quit what hammering that,
1: buddy. Come on. Let up already. Quit whining. <laughs> you're like, Will about his damn internet. Shut up. <laughs> Criminy. Uh, by the way, Von Cleef just dropped a bomb on me, baby. Uh oh. More TV Talk. Arrested Development is going yes. back on the air. Yep. 10 episodes in a movie confirmed by Will Arnett and Jason Bateman.
2: Here's the thing though, how everyone has got so many projects going on right now, how is this going to work?
1: I don't know, especially if Up All Night stays on CB on NBC.
2: Yeah, which which the second episode in my opinion was or second and third episode we're way better than the pilot. I know,
1: because I got to tell you, with Up All Night, that pilot was shaky, There, but there was potential mm-hmm. there. But with the whole second one, with the co- them obsessing over the cool neighbors.
2: Yes, oh my god.
1: Just played out great. As a matter of fact, I hate to say this, because I wouldn't wish anyone out of work, but they <laughs> could cut the whole Maya Rudolph portion of out. that
2: show yep. out. I totally
1: agree. And mm-hmm. just expand them a little bit. Just a little bit. They don't need, like, I'm sorry. They don't need it. No. I don't think I've watched the third episode. No, I did, where he's trying to bring the sexy back.
2: Yes, mm -hmm, exactly. I saw that one, and that was a good one, too. Really funny, too, because uh, uh, a lady I work with um, was telling me how that episode got she and her husband into a massive fight, oh my goodness <laughs> about about that exact problem
1: <laughs> t v is reaching too far, my friend, too dang far
2: um but you're right and, and I almost wonder if if that was kind of a a let's let's play off of the success the bridesmaids had this summer for this new uh, this new series that we're launching with the Maya Rudolph, maybe maybe, but she
1: was also. I'm you know I this is just coming off as Maya Rudolph bashing but she was also like the we, one of the weakest points of that as well because I in my opinion okay this is just strictly my opinion Maya Rudolph basically has maybe one to two characters in her that she's like solid yeah and yeah. And, and we always see them you know much in the same way i'm sure some people are bugged by Will Ferrell because you know you've pretty much right. just got Will Ferrell has one mode Yes. And that's Will Ferrell mode. That's it. You know, but or, or, or I, but Kenan I find him entertaining. Map. Oh, there we go again. Falling back on the, on the whole Keenan bashing from SNL, but that's true.
2: Yeah. He, he has one character, just different volumes.
1: Yeah. Like when he was, uh, last night on SNL, he was portraying Tyler Perry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is a lot like his other impressions. <laughs> so I see your point on that, but I like Keenan.
2: Right. So. I know you do.
1: I know you do. We'll let that go, and I and I believe me, I I have liked Maya Rudolph, but it just seems lately she's one-dimensional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she, in my opinion, is the weakest th- part of that show. They could take another job for her to go to, and and it would work fine. Right. In my opinion. But,
2: but that doesn't solve the Will Arnett problem.
1: Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, for Arrested um,
2: Development? Arrested Development, which is a great problem to have. I, I could not be happier about it.
1: Well, this is one of those things where I'm really wanting to read the article, but i got to listen to you and I can't read the article. <laughs> you know?
2: Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say you've got to listen to me? Well, yeah, yeah. We're, when, we're having a cover. When, I, if I when tell is you, that
1: going to happen? If I, good point. <laughs> but if I tell you, hey, Trent, run with it for a second while I read this, I still have to, you know, but I don't want to sit here and read the article on air.
2: right. Because, because let's be honest. Uh, hey, you want to talk about podcasting? No one wants to hear us read things. No. That's, that's not why people tune in. No. Um, they tune in to hear me wheeze when I start laughing. Yes,
1: they do. And they want to get hopelessly drunk by hearing me say, um,
3: <laughs> right. You I just mean-
1: said it another shot. Boom. <laughs> Here, watch this. I'm gonna get a bunch of people plastered at once. Um, 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 um. um, um.
2: You're you're gonna give them alcohol poisoning. We'll
3: stop.
1: You're gonna get them killed. <laughs> well, that's good news to hear. I don't because I that's one of those that's one of those fallbacks. If I right. if I want something to watch, I'll just go to the Netflix and load up some Arrested Development.
2: Oh yeah, and next and, and, episode, and next episode. That's what's so crazy, man. I pick up something new every single time. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I've seen this, you know, six times. I didn't even notice that before.
1: Yeah. Hey, I have two of them arrested development and news radio.
2: Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Those are the bomb, my friend. <sighs> you know, and, and God rest Phil Hartman. Oh, that just, I was uh,
1: last night. No, Friday night. Uh, I, I went to, uh, sit down and my daughter is obsessed with the concept of, uh, family of movie night. She wants to have movie night tonight, which I don't understand how it's different than any other night when we watch a movie, but apparently it is. <laughs> so she wants to have movie night. Actually, usually it involves like making popcorn, and I'll lower the the dimmer on the light so that way it's like the movie theater. So okay, sure. I get it. Right. And she wanted movie night, and you know, I I you know, I just don't want to watch Rio another time. So right. I go to the on demand options, and I find Pee Wee's Big Adventure, oh, and instantly on yes! in my head, in my head, I'm thinking, okay. There's nothing drastically horrible in this movie. Nope. And uh, it's just, you know, ridiculous enough to where it will probably hold an eight-year-old's attention. Yeah. And sure enough, she my, like I choose it. My wife is like, really? But my kid loved it. She yeah. just gravitated right to it. And then I was blown away, something I never picked up. In the very beginning, Phil Hartman was one of the co-writers of that. Oh, really? Huey's Big Adventure. Phil Hartman was one of the co-writers, and he was one of the uh, reporters interviewing... Uh, whatever the kid who, or the guy who got the kid, uh, got the bike ripped off. And that you know helped make the movie start.
2: Man, I may have to—I don't even remember him being in there. I'm gonna have to go back in and, uh, and watch it.
1: Yeah, just a little bit in the end, but I was just blown away by that. I was Just like, oh my gosh, he was a co-writer on this,
2: huh? What? It makes you wonder if, if like, because I, 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 I always thought Paul Rubens had wrote it. Hmm. Um, are they friends? Do they hang out?
1: I don't know. They must huh. have. They must have
2: come huh. up. Come through the ranks. And it's funny because Paul Rubens will always be that same age.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, if, if you saw some of his recent appearances as, as Pee Wee, it was kind of creepy.
2: <laughs> on what? What has he done recently? Oh,
1: well, he, there was a whole Pee Wee revival that he got going on. You know, what? Well, eventually, sir, you want money when you've had it. <laughs> So he, he there was a whole revival going. So he took it to Broadway and then – or first he was doing it in L.A. Then he took it to Broadway and then that got put on HBO, which is kind of weird because I haven't seen it. But from what I heard, the the original HBO special – because he was kind of like doing this at theaters before in L.A., like UCB style. Uh-huh. And they recorded it and put it on HBO. And this was in the 80s. I mean we're talking the early 80s. Okay. You so, know, so much to the point I was words watching. Of HBO. Yeah. Yeah. It was really early on. And then so 80, so 20, almost 30 years later. Well, let's just say 20 to 25 years later. Right. They recorded. And from what I've heard, a lot of people, it's almost like the exact same thing. Really? But years later, I'm like, that's odd.
3: Huh. Yeah. Huh.
1: Well, but then again, you know, Paul rumens was kind of around for a while. He was on. He was in one of the. He was in Nice Dreams. He was the hamburger guy, as they described him.
2: <laughs> hamburger. See, and, and most most recently, I mean, I I, I remember him in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie, yeah,
1: that was actually yeah, af, that was after the um the theater incident. We'll just call it right. Yes. Mm, yep. And yeah, yep. he was all scraggled out, and he had the greatest line in there: "Kill him, lots."
2: <laughs> and then he was in blow and he did was it blow or i, I don't know uh, yeah i think he was in blow and did a really good job in blow but you know. i
1: don't know oh okay so here's the thing yeah they were both in groundlings together and he was the original captain carl okay so that's how phil and Wee we knew each other the groundlings oh my goodness <laughs> I totally got scared by the devil dream sequence in Pee Wee's Big Adventure when I watched it as a kid. You know, my kid didn't get that
2: it. Oh, you know what? I did. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I remember that distinctly now. Yes, I did as well.
1: No, my, my thankfully my daughter is, has not affected in that way. Yet. Yet.
2: But it
3: hasn't,
1: <laughs> it hasn't shown up. Oh, that's right. Uh, Paul Rubens was also the spleen in Mystery Men. Oh, man. Oh, where has this show gone today? I don't know. (laughs) Suddenly, Um, How do we start talking about Pee Wee? Well, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay, never mind. I know where we got there.
2: Still to this day, probably one of Tim Burton's best films. I completely agree
1: because it was before it was uh, Mm -hmm. ridiculous.
2: It's so so Tim Burton-y.
1: Yeah, but in a good way. In that Beetlejuice way. Not in that whole... Yep everything else way.
2: <laughs> everything else I've ever done kind of way. Not in that sleepy
1: hollow kind of way. There's a good one yep. to pull out yeah. of a hat.
2: Ooh. Well, and that was well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, nightmare before christmas way. But yeah. <laughs> um, this is will a great people... thing. Hold
1: on. Fengar says, "I don't understand how Trent and Will can read Twitter and keep speaking and pay attention to each other. It's their superpower." Okay, well, <laughs> here's the thing. I will look at Twitter. <laughs> I'll look at Twitter true. while Trent is talking. That is why if we ever sit down and we do the, um, commentary podcast, I can tell you every time I have no idea what Trent is talking about. Like, for example, I did a lot of Twitter reading while he was talking about 52. <laughs> right. So that's how, that's how we do it, man. That's how we do but, it.
2: But, well, if, and if you scroll down a little bit, people want you to read the article. Well, I, you know, I don't want to do that because I haven't pre-read it at all. You
1: know, for all I know, I could be, I could be reading verbatim and next thing I know, it says Will Wilkins
2: is a complete jackass. Well, I mean, and, and you wouldn't, I mean, want to put anything that wasn't true out there. I mean, it wouldn't.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, that one wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> it's true, we will do 10 episodes in a movie, probably shoot them all together next summer for a release in early 13, very excited. Oh, well, that adds okay, up. Okay,
3: so
2: that, that, that makes sense then, so they do it all at once.
1: So let's say Arnett, let's say Up All Night is successful and gets a pickup. Right. Then he would still be able to use the break to do his parts. Mm-hmm. So I see how it plays. You know, there's another actor that I wish would get a great vehicle. I mean, that show had a lot of great people, but like Jason Bateman. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because I personally grew up, you know, in the era of Jason Bateman on TV. He used to be in a TV show called It's Your Move. And then he was on the Valerie Burton, or not Valerie Burton, really no, What's her name? Valerie Harper's show, which ended up becoming the Hogan's or whatever. After oh, right. she left the show. So, you know, <laughs> it, I've always liked him as an actor. And then he was in Teen Wolf, Wolf too. So come on.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. That, he was, that, wasn't that
1: cinematic he? Cinematic great. <laughs> And that's part of the reason why I loved Arrested Development. I just don't understand why that show didn't stick around.
2: It was it was too smart. I, and I've said this before. Had that been on HBO, it would have had a full long run. Yeah, but it didn't. It, I mean, it didn't have a laugh track. And this is what this was ten years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it did. It didn't have a laugh track. Um, it it had a continuous. Um, plot that ran in from not only from episode to episode, but season to season. Mm-hmm. Um, and off the heels of, you know, the, the last success of, I don't know, uh, Seinfeld, which you could pretty much just pick up at any episode and told when to laugh. Uh, Americans just, uh, they weren't ready for it.
1: I kind of felt the same way about Firefly. Okay. A little callback to earlier. When I first saw okay. it, I was, I was working with, uh, Jed Whedon and I got to see the pilot before it got picked up or right after it got picked up and okay, and which isn't the show that ended up airing. And that was one of Firefly's biggest problems is that, you know, Fox was selling it one way. They were showing all these clips from the pilot and like, you know, and plus the girl in the box and then they show, this, right. And then you get the first episode and it's none of that, none at all. Mm-hmm. But when I first saw it, I said, God, this thing is great. And I think it's just too smart for TV. Mm-hmm. Regular audiences just won't get
2: it. Yep. Yeah. Well, and especially all the the, the political commentary that was going on, you know, in the storyline that just beyond everyone, they don't even buy, you know, we want more gunfighting. Yeah. We, we want louder things and bigger boobs, which yeah. I mean, let's, let's be honest, we do.
1: <laughs> you cad.
3: <laughs>
1: you, sir, a cad and a fool
2: and a Dalek.
1: No, you're not a Dalek. It's a Dalek. Oh,
2: Dalek, damn it. Well, you know,
1: a, a Dalek. <laughs> that sounds like part of the worst job in the world. <laughs> oh God, I gotta go tend to the Dalek again. <laughs> oh Lord. And this is the part on netheads where we broke Trent.
3: <laughs> Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Woo. Okay. Ah, right. mm. uh, yeah. Okay, here we go.
1: (laughs) Router Ninja says and I'm sure Jason Bateman gets tired of being recognized as Jerry O'Connell and being asked about sliders.
2: (laughs) Um hey Will, have you are do you use Facebook anymore? Uh I I do look at it. You're a Twitter guy, though, right? Oh, by I the mean, way, I'm sorry. Been... I just got
1: to say, on your past comment, Calvin says exactly what I was thinking: is what Chris- Christina Hendricks wasn't big enough for them, because <laughs> she actually was on two episodes of Firefly, one that aired, one that didn't.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: yeah okay. She was. So go back and watch that. <laughs> Dalek equals um... Dalek program. A program equals program. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes no, I do, okay. I do still use the Facebook, and they got that damn ticker now. Is that what they T- call it?
2: Timeline, yeah, right yeah Annoying. Have, have you have you got timeline uh on your Facebook yet? no, okay, so and I'm not sure when they're gonna release it um they're they've given <laughs> it to <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got completely <laughs> derailed
1: by Twitter. My wife just tweeted, your daughter just informed me that you rock and that you really are famous, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. That just killed me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have the the timeline enabled. I do not.
2: Um, I've got it and it remind it I'm gonna it kind of reminds me a lot of uh the the original MySpace. Oh, yeah? It just in, kind of in in kind of the the customization that you can do and this that and the other, but uh I like it. So if that's a throwback to, to MySpace, then bring it on. Oh, well, I'm glad there's something you like about it. I mean, I, here's the thing. I am, I,
1: I spend so little time on a computer that, uh, in a, in a way of, uh, like having fun that I, I if, if I'm using the mobile interface for almost everything is what right. I'm trying to get at here.
2: Oh, for Twitter.
1: Yeah. So okay. if I'm, if I'm on Facebook, it's because uh-huh. I'm on the mobile app. If I'm on Twitter, it's because I'm on the mobile app. I'm more than often than not, not on a computer. So a lot of these things, like I'm reading about uh, all these people bitching about the changes on Facebook and I'm like, what? and
2: it's, yeah, it hasn't changed on mine. I
1: don't see anything. What are you guys complaining about? So, you know, really whiners, just get a smartphone. It doesn't right. change that way.
2: Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. Just uh, start running off a tablet on a mobile um, platform. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Yeah.
1: You'll be, yeah. you'll be great. I don't know yeah. though. I mean I, I a lot of people I see get it because it it and that, uh, one of the things my wife said it allows you to see things from other people that you have no like relation to whatsoever. They aren't your friends right. or anything else. You're seeing like friends of friends things. Mhm. Which you know But you're no out you're out there and you can be seen anyway. I mean unless your profile is completely private. Right.
3: So.
2: But they are, and and it's funny too, because I mean, more and more and more they're, they're pulling from that, that child that was birthed so, so soon, but yet passed away so quickly, Google Plus. Oh,
1: what do you mean passed away so quickly?
2: Is anyone using it?
1: That's my biggest complaint. They're not. And by the way, if you aren't following Netheads on Hair and you want a Google Plus invite, sorry, I have a piece of ice in my mouth right now because I'm completely (laughs) (laughs) unprofessional.
2: How's that Twizzler? Delicious.
1: I was so mad, dude. The other day when my kid and I, were we were having a special movie night, right?
2: Non-sequitur.
1: And I just wanted a small package of Twizzlers, like a five-pack or a ten-pack. But no, they've just got the Mondo 30 bag. I was so aggravated. <laughs> if you're a follower of NetHeads on air, in there I have... Uh, Here's your Google Plus invite. There. Link's in there. <laughs> Follow NetHeads on here and go back through the timeline, folks. There's your invite.
2: And send it to all your friends because it really is an awesome, yeah, it's awesome so, it platform.
1: Really, it's so simple and it's it, it's customizable in a way. And once again, going back to when Facebook was young, it the interface is clean. It's not all muddled and jacked up yet.
2: Yep, and 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 I, you know, I I love Facebook, but it is the interface is getting more and more, and they're trying to make obviously, you know, they're going to try and make more money off it, so more advertising comes in on every imaginable side, and yeah, and you can play Angry Birds, so come on, <laughs> yeah, exactly, why not? You're playing it already,
1: yeah. So the Google Plus invites out there now. Go back through the hopefully it's in the recent history because God knows with that Twitter, you want to find something <laughs> in the past. Oh, you're digging. <laughs> <laughs> you are digging, my friends. But yeah, I just and no. By the way, Calvin, I did not mean uh, red vines. I meant Twizzlers. I wanted red Twizzlers because they taste like strawberries and they're nummy.
2: <laughs> red vines. The uh, is that the the poor man's Twizzler?
1: No. No, red vines are just the everybody knows red vines because you can get the gigantic vat of them at Costco and the they're big, at, the big, yeah, that's got the twist on plastic they, cap. Yeah, and they've been in movie theaters forever. Red vines. It's what's to eat.
2: <laughs> um. Uh. Squidjam says fifty million users in three months is little to you guys. Well,
3: that's uh, the thing though. We're not Google seeing a lot of
1: activity, folks.
3: Mm -mm. And, you know, plus
1: there's this whole thing where, you know, I don't want everybody at my work knowing what I do when it comes to podcasting. That's still my business. So it's not like I'm going to make announcements to everybody about, you know, NetHeads, for example. So, you know, I want to be able to just market to my audience. But there's no way on Google Plus right now for me to have like a listeners group, but to filter you guys out of my stream without having to do a selective choice on the buttons.
2: Exactly. And or for example, with Twitter have, you know, 15 different accounts. Yeah. For who who you want to broadcast to and who you don't. Yeah. And uh, even even with Facebook's attempts, it's still not as, you know, foolproof as the the circles are in Google Plus, which is man, it's
1: so genius. It's quick, it's easy, and it's clean. Them Google people, they do smart things.
2: They know how well, except for Buzz. We know what happened there.
1: (laughs) That was a stepping stone, my friend. (laughs) That was a stepping stone to Google Plus.
2: It was. It really was. And that's the way it is.
3: (laughs) The way
1: it always will be.
2: Thanks, Andy Rooney.
1: (laughs) Man, I'm sorry. I just I'm I'm still blown away that my kid thinks I'm a rock star. She's awesome,
2: dude. That is
1: awesome. It is. Because she one day she, one day she'll grow up and she'll know the truth. But for now, <laughs> she just has those those wondrous my daddy is awesome eyes.
2: Uh huh. Yep. Up until you know, for another ten years, she'll have those probably.
1: Oh, I like for this me. one too. Uh, Caper girl Mel. I don't like how Facebook tells me whose posts I should be reading. Google Plus is better. It's just to get friends
2: to sign up. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree, man. Yeah. And then explain, well, well, wait, why would I want to do it? Because I've already got Facebook and everyone's already on Facebook. So why no, just, just
3: do it for hell's sake. God damn it. Yeah.
1: Ah, and damn they've it. And, ah. and they've definitely opened it up. You don't really need an invite anymore because right. like my invites aren't limited. So they want me yeah. to invite everybody. Exactly. Then they're now using us early adopters as the uh as their marketing tool. Yes, I said it, I'm a tool. <laughs> Oh, he's just figuring that out. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know about you, Trent. <laughs> now that we've just gone strictly self deprecating, it's time to wrap this bad boy up.
2: I think that's probably best.
1: Uh, if you guys want to follow Twitter, you can find him on Twitter at, uh, hold on, rewind. If you guys yeah. want to follow Trent, you can find him on Twitter at a part of him, or you can also go to uh, a com.
2: Yep, that's where I pretty much post everything.
1: And if you want to follow me, I'm—I everybody's apparently finding me now. So, and by everybody, I mean like five people a day, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Nethead WW. There's also Netheads on Air that you can follow. And if you want to go to a place where nothing ever gets updated, it's WillWilkins.com.
2: <laughs> and that's it's not. Go ahead. It's not representative of your life, though. No, I mean, think it's happening. I, you, well, with two
1: hours sitting on a train every day, you'd think I'd be writing a little more, but here's the thing. Being a man of what I like to call width. Um, <laughs> when I'm sitting on a commuter train, unless I am sitting next to a just like a tiny, skinny little person, I don't have elbow uh-huh. room. I don't right. have the elbow room. So using either the laptop or the iPad to type, by the way, typing on an iPad, so frustrating. And no yeah, matter just, what, I just can't hit that damn space bar.
2: I can't do it. <laughs> just That's that's when you just man up and you turn it uh vertical and type with your thumbs.
1: Yeah, at which point then...
2: You know, I've noticed typing with my
1: thumbs. Every time I want to type love, I get live. And every time I type live, I get love. I don't know why.
2: Mm-hmm. It, who are you typing? It's your wife, right? I mean. Yes,
1: definitely. Okay. And mm. by live, I mean live because, you know, I'm using live a lot with, you know, <laughs> network. So <laughs> Anyway. That's about it. Uh Also, don't forget, immediately following us, or you can also find them on iTunes, Soundbite Nation, which is yeah. coming up
2: next. Right on R6, or tail, or behind us, or I'll be your tail any day, Goose. Okay. <laughs>
1: Until <laughs> next time, I'm Will. And I'm Trent. And you've been listening to another edition of NetHeads here on Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. Smodcast.com.
3: Heads. File transfer.
0: Netheads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smudcast Internet Radio.